Welcome to Lompoc Foursquare Church's podcast. Enjoy the message. Now, if you've been with us in this series, we've been learning about how to pray. We've been learning about what do you do when someone challenges your faith? Uh, how do you handle people that come against you? And so if you want to get these messages, uh, they're all free. They're online. You can go to mylfc.com, click on church online. They've all been archived. If you're more into like the podcast vibe and you want to listen to some of the teachings on treadmill, like my good friend Bob Gibson in Colorado Springs does, he works out with Pastor B. Now, he doesn't work out with Pastor B, but I couldn't keep up with him. But he listens to me on the treadmill, and then he texts me, hey, good message today, or whatever. Man, that means the world to me. Uh, You know, it really does. So you can get the messages, and I would encourage you, it's rare that I talk about, go back and listen to my stuff, but I think this would help some of you. Some of you are just dropping into the church now. You may have missed some of these lessons, but we're going to go back to Daniel chapter 4 because we're in a season of understanding one key, and I want you to get this today. If you don't get anything else, you have to get Daniel chapter 4, verse 17. You're going to put up on the screen now, and let's read it together with our best 947 a.m. Sunday voice. Are you ready? The Most High is sovereign over all kingdoms on earth and gives them to anyone he wishes. Let's read it again. The Most High is sovereign all kingdoms and gives them... One more time. The Most High is over all... Gives them to... Hmm. All right. Well, have a good week. The reason this is a challenge for us is sometimes we think we're in control. Sometimes we think everything's predicated on what we do or say. And sometimes, just sometimes, we think the kids that we made are the most beautiful kids on the planet. And it's up to us to raise them. And we have to be perfect parents. I love uh, Menlo Park Church. Uh, John Ortberg, some of you have read his stuff or seen his stuff, they have a a phrase, and it says, at our church, everyone is welcome, no one is perfect, and God can do the impossible. Everyone's welcome, no one's perfect. By the way, I want to emphasize that this morning. No one's perfect. Oh man, if you're a mom or a dad or a grandparent, if you're a teacher or a leader, if you're a CEO, CFO, FOO, UFO, <laughs> you should be glad today that, let's read it, the Most High is sovereign over all kingdoms on earth and gives them to anyone he, he wishes. Nebuchadnezzar, 580 BC, the nation of Israel is destroyed, remember? God allowed Babylon to have victory over the Israelites because the Israelites were worshiping false gods. They no longer believed this. And the temple was destroyed. And Judaism, pretty much as we knew it in this time, was out of business. The God that was the most sovereign, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of the Bible, the B-I-B-L-E, the God who gave Moses the Ten Commandments, I mean, he's out of business as far as they're concerned. 
It's a guy named Nebuchadnezzar, the most powerful person, most influential person on the entire planet. 25% of the Israelites are living now in Babylon, people like Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And the non-Jews, the Babylonians, had all kinds of gods, like this god named Marduk. Sounds like a cartoon character. And they worshipped him. They bowed down to him. They believed in Nebuchadnezzar. And, and here's the thing is, when we, when we lose sight of this lesson that the sovereign God is ruler over all men, we get prideful, we get arrogant, and the arrows point inward. We think it's all about us. Like you need to think it's all about our city or our county. It's all about our military or it's all about our government. It's all about the White House. It's all about, it's all about, it's, let me just tell you this. The Most High is sovereign over all kingdoms. And I don't want to get anybody mad at me, okay? But I'm a little fired up. I just went to this, this conference Friday night and Saturday at my friend's church in Oxnard. And, and um, I mean, they, were just, they had preachers, you know. I mean, I'd get hurt if I tried to do what those preachers did. Run around, skinny jeans, cool boots with no socks, you know? <laughs> and I mean, they preach, you know, and every two, two, you know, two sentences, let's shout to God, you know? And I'm just like, yeah, sure, okay, yeah, I go to LFC, you know? And, but here's what I want to say. The most high is sovereign over all kingdoms, all kingdoms. And I just want you to know, don't get mad at me, but it's not the donkey or the elephant that's going to save America. I just thought I should tell you this, in case you forgot. The most high is sovereign over all kingdoms, sovereign over your house, sovereign over our city. Somebody say, well, the mayor and the council. No, 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 excuse me, excuse me. You guys are awesome. We pray for our mayor and council. We pray for our county supervisors. We, we, we pray for our senators and our assembly. We, we pray for our chamber of commerce. We, we, we pray for our police and our fire. We, we pray for our county sheriff. We pray for our people that work out in the prison. We, but the most high is sovereign over all of them. And at the end of the day, it's like, it's like yeah, I'm, I see you on TV. I see you tweeting. I I see you debating. I see you arguing. I see fake news. Then I see facts. You know, the Bible does not say, you shall know the facts, and the facts will set you free. Sometimes the facts aren't even true. But I want to give you, come on, if I was a preacher this morning, no, if I was a preacher, I'd say, I want to give you some good news. The most high is, come on, somebody help me in here. Over all the kingdoms. And he gives them to whoever he wishes. Now, there may be some leaders you don't like. There may be some leaders you didn't vote for. But God, and he gives them to whoever he wishes. Nobody has a position or a place that God didn't give. There's no commander at Vandenberg that God didn't give. Oh, no, they actually got their orders from the Pentagon. No, no, no. Guess where the Pentagon gets its orders? Hmm. My, my boss and my supervisor uh, in Foursquare, Dennis Easter, 
Some of you know Dennis. He's preached here, had a triple bypass surgery this week. They ripped him open. He rides his bike. He eats tree bark. <laughs> he drinks two gallons of water a day. He stays away from red meat. And they ripped open his chest to work on him. And, and we were praying for him this week. And he, he came out with flying colors. And it was just so great. Praying for him this week. And here was my prayer, because I knew this sermon. I said, God, you are sovereign over those doctors. <laughs> and if they're having a bad day, you'll give them your peace. They had a fight with their wife before Dennis goes under the knife. It was a poem. I didn't mean to be poetic. God would guide him. I, I, I had another tour at Vandenberg, and we, we got to walk inside the, the big slick, you know, slick six, and see all that stuff in there. And we saw guys working on it, and I, I'm just standing there, and and one of our tour guides said, yeah, we've got these great companies out here that work. They're really brilliant. And I'm just whispering to myself that Most High is sovereign over their brains. If they've got wisdom, it came from God. Well, they went to a class. He took a class. I I'm sorry. If you woke up this morning and you had breath and your brain was actually firing on half of its cylinders. Some of you are half-brained sometimes. Come on. <laughs> Guess what? The sovereign... The sovereign God is over your brain, over all the kingdoms of the earth, and he gives them to anyone he wishes, and I better get to the sermon. I'm having fun, sorry. I, Nebuchadnezzar, verse 4 and 5, was at home in my, in my, in my, he didn't get the message that the sovereign rules. He thought he ruled. I was content, and I was prosperous, and I had a dream. It made me afraid. As I was lying in bed, the images and visions passed through my mind, terrified me. And then down in verse 10, there are the visions I saw while lying in bed. I looked, and there before me stood a tree in the middle of the land, this enormous tree, this, this tree that was higher than I could even calculate. Its leaves were beautiful, its fruit was abundant, and on it was food for all. And under it was wild animals, they found shelter, and the birds lived in the branches, and from under it, every creature was fed by this great tree and the nutrients in the ground and the fertile soil, and it was all great. And I saw this while I was lying in bed, and I looked, and there before me was the Holy One, a messenger coming down from heaven. He called down in a loud voice, cut down the tree, trim off all the branches, put chains around this stump. And what was will no longer be. <laughs> That's the dream. The decision was announced, verse 17, by messengers. The Holy One declares the verdict so that the, oh, living may know. So I looked, I looked this up, and the word living means people that were living. <laughs> but it also means people that would be living generations to come. Because remember, the God of Israel is out of business as far as they're concerned. Other gods are being worshipped. And now, this happened so that the living may know. In other words, so people in 2019, about to embrace 2020, would know that the most is sovereign over all kingdoms on the earth, and he gives them to anyone he wishes. <laughs> and he sets over them the lowliest of people. See, the point of the dream is that the living, you and me, would know that God the Most High is sovereign, not 
King Nebuchadnezzar. Now, in verse 19, then Daniel, also called Belteshazzar, remember Daniel? We've been talking about him. You know, he's in his 80s, and, and he's called into this place to interpret the dream. Uh, the, the, the queen says, hey, don't forget, you've got a guy who can interpret your dream. And, and, and Daniel was greatly perplexed for a time, and his thoughts terrified him. So the king, catch this, the king Nebuchadnezzar comes, and I'm, I'm embellishing, and says, hey, Daniel, come here, let me give you a hug, buddy. I know you're concerned about this dream. I mean, I know it's too much for you, but, but we'll, we'll get through this. We'll, we'll, we'll figure this out. I'm so sad that you're alarmed. <laughs> but king, the dream is of a tree being cut down, and the tree is you. The tree is you. You're going to lose your kingdom. You're going to lose your palace. You're going to lose your place. Your majesty, verse 23, you are that tree. You become great and strong. Your greatness has grown until it reaches the sky, and your dominion extends to distant parts of the earth. Everybody on the planet knows King Nebuchadnezzar, the most powerful person for the most powerful country, revered by all, applauded by many. And in verse 25, you'll be driven away from people and you'll live with the wild animals. Remember this? We, we touched on it. And you will eat grass like ox. You, you'll, you'll walk on all fours and you'll be out there with no shelter so that the dew and the rain will drench your back and people will see you from the palace to looking like a crazed animal living in your senility and you're going to lose it all. But, but watch this. Seven times will pass by you until what? Until you acknowledge that the Most High is what? Is sovereign over all the kingdoms on earth and gives them to anyone he wishes. It's, it's not just a verse. It's a lesson for your life. King Nebuchadnezzar you're going to lose everything until you acknowledge, boy, do I wish. Listen, listen. I prayed this morning at 4 a.m., and here was my prayer. God, that the people in Santa Barbara County would acknowledge that they're not in control. They would surrender their life to the lordship of Jesus Christ. That they would surrender their lives to the God who is sovereign, who is most high over all the kingdoms on the earth. That parents would say, Lord, here's our children. We give them to you. Because you are sovereign. We give them to you. We have to pay for them, Lord, but we give them to you. Because you are sovereign. Your kingdom will be restored when you acknowledge that God rules. So before your kingdom, before your kingdom, before you, the tree gets cut down, I'm going to save you some pain. I'm going to save you seven years of pain right now, free with the price of admission today. Seven years of pain. You want it? You get on your knees every morning, even before you have your coffee. I'm sorry. You know, most Christians love coffee. Before you have your coffee, you get on your knees and you say, the sovereign God is the most high, and he rules over this day. He rules over me. He rules over my workplace. He rules over my coworkers. He rules over our government. He rules over my family. See, your position in life is given to you by God. Let me just add this one phrase, and it's temporary. 
I sat with a pastor yesterday, he's 78 years of age. He used to lead a real large church. He said, nobody calls me now, I'm 78. I don't preach anymore, I'm 78. I used to lead a really, really big church. Nobody even remembers me in that city anymore. And I said, sir, I'm sure you've touched lives. He goes, well, yeah, 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 I, I have. And I said, tomorrow I'm going to tell my congregation that everything we have is temporary, and some of them won't get it. He says, oh, you better tell them. It's temporary. You want to know about leadership? I live in a city where we have leaders. I, I live in a city where we have an Air Force base. You know what I know about commanders? They're temporary. You know what I know about the, the prison system? The wardens are gone every two years. They're temporary. <laughs> oh, let's all, here comes the warden. By the way, the warden's awesome. Great guy. He comes to church here on occasion. It's just great to have him. We're honored to have him. We've had commanders here. We've had colonels here. We've had generals come here. And here's what I know. Leadership is temporary. Police chiefs, temporary. County sheriff, temporary. Pastors, temporary. Lead mechanics at the best place you go to get your car worked on, temporary. One day you go back in. Hey, what happened to Joe? Oh, he retired. What happened to Bob? Oh, he died. What happened to Jimmy? Oh, he got taken by another company. What happened to Sammy? I don't know. One day he didn't show up for work. We see him out walking on all fours, eating grass like an ox. <laughs> hey, doesn't James say it this way? Your life's like a puff of smoke here one minute, gone the next. You better come to the place, and here was my prayer at 4 a.m. You better come to the place where you say, God, you are sovereign over all things. And until Nebuchadnezzar was able to declare that God is the most high and sovereign over all kingdoms. And until Nebuchadnezzar was able to understand this, God rules and heaven rules. God rules and heaven rules. Not you, Nebuchadnezzar. Not you, Pastor Bernie. Not you, Chief Mariani. Not you, Bill Brown. Not you, County Supervisors. Not you, President Trump. Until you guys realize that God rules and heaven rules, you're doomed. And so every day, I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to encourage your moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas that God rules and heaven rules, and you've been placed where you are by the Most High God who's sovereign. He's given you a position and a place. In uh, Daniel 4, 27, therefore, your majesty, be pleased to accept my advice. Here's the advice from Daniel. You renounce your sins by doing what is right and your wickedness by being kind to the oppressed. And it may be that then your prosperity will continue. Now, what would you have done? What would you have done if the preacher stood up on Sunday morning and said, hey, you need to give your life to Christ today. Don't wait. Well, you know. Or you need to surrender your life to Christ if you've already been saved and you know who he is. Jesus is your Lord you need to surrender to him every day and say the Most High is sovereign. But here's what happens 12 months later. 12 months later. Verse 29. The king's walking on his roof of his palace and he said, um, is not this great Babylon what I have built as a royal residence by my, by my mighty power? Aren't these the kids we created? 
Look at little Johnny. He's so cute. Look at little Betsy. Look at her. She does her ballet. We pay money. She goes and does ballet. We all clap. She's awesome. Oh, look at my little boy, Sammy. He cut that. He shot that last ball into the goal. That kid that we, that we made, that's our boy. Well, you think that if you want. The only reason you made that kid is he put the power of creation and recreation in the seed of the woman and the seed of the man. All you did was come together and do what God was already about. And we take so much credit for it. Come on. You know what I said this morning? I said, Lord, this is your church. I drove around our city this morning before I came in just praying. Drove by a couple other churches, not even part of Foursquare, doesn't matter. We're all one faith, one Lord, one baptism. And I'm driving around praying for our town this morning. And I go, oh God, that people would acknowledge you. That people would surrender their lives to you. That people would believe that you are God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That you are the Savior of all mankind. King Nebuchadnezzar, your royal authority has been taken from you. You'll be driven away. I don't want our people driven away. How about you? Until you acknowledge... Verse 31, is this a repeat story? This is the way God intended it. That the Most High is sovereign over all, come on, kingdoms on earth and gives them to anyone he wishes. This day is a gift from God. You didn't make this day. Your heart's beating right now. You're not in control. You're breathing right now. It's because God is sovereign. We acknowledge that he's the Most High God. By the way, the word... Uh, acknowledge means to know. Isn't that great? I looked up in the Hebrew dictionary. Acknowledge, to know. But it's not just that you know it, it's that you're able to live it. Whereas the Message Bible says, it's until you learn. Until you learn that there's no other God like this God. Until you learn that he's the most high. Until you learn that he's sovereign in your life. It's like Saying it this way, I stand upon this truth that there's no God like my God. And I don't care what any newspaper says or what some blog says or what a Facebook post says. I know that he's God. It's not just the fact, it's the truth. And it's that truth that sets us free, especially when we don't know what's going on in our life or what the next move should be. And Daniel 4, 34 and 35 says, at the end of seven years, I, Nebuchadnezzar, Looked to heaven, not to Babylon. You, you got to catch this perspective. I looked to heaven. Everything before was, I looked to Babylon, what I created. Now he says, no, I got my eyes off of me. I got my eyes off my region. I got my eyes off my stuff. And I looked to heaven. And I was given my mind back. Now he's no longer like an ox. He's no longer senile. I know I, I don't want to be too hyper-spiritual again. I just heard some hyper-spiritual preachers for two days. But I do want to say this. I wonder how many people are losing their mind and dealing with depression and dealing with mental health issues because they've yet to announce to their life and to their being that the Most High God is sovereign over all. Now, I know, I, please, please hear me. I know there needs to be counselors and psychologists. By the way, guess who gave them their knowledge, God. And people have medication and stuff. I, I'm, I'm not pushing that away. But I wonder what our lives would be like if every day, every person just declared, God, you are in control, not me. 
I surrender my life to you. I trust you fully. And it's not just a religious exercise. It's not just going to church on Sunday. It's that his sovereign rule. Listen to what this king said. The king who had it all. Some of us want more. He had more. Some of us want power and prestige. He had it all. And here's what he said. The sovereign rule lasts and lasts. The sovereign rule of God. His kingdom never what? Declines and and falls. Life on this earth doesn't add up to much. By the way, he's been where some of you wish you could go. Like Ecclesiastes, Solomon says, hey, is there any meaning under heaven? He takes his eyes and he puts it up to the heavens and says, oh no, that's where the meaning lies. Some of you, excuse me for being blunt, are chasing the almighty dollar, almighty positions, and loading your garages with stuff that you're putting in totes, stuff that you're going to leave to the next generation. They don't want it. No, my precious moment doll collection, it's going to be valuable someday. Come on. My Hummel, my Hummel's from Germany that I, I had uh, exported here in, in my Chinese China. And can I tell you, I've been with lots of families when their dear ones pass. And usually here's what they say. What are we going to do with this crap? <laughs> well, that was grandpa's and he's been paying for storage fees for years, you know? Now, when they pull out a 54 Corvette, it's a different story, you know? <laughs> it really is different, man, you know? You know what do I got to do with all these, these you know, these, 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 these old <clears throat> prairie woman cookbooks? And anyway, sorry. And all these, you know, all these Joanna Gaines magazines, we're saving them for perpetuity. And anyway, sorry. How'd I get on that? But watch this. But God's heavenly army keeps what? Everything going. Hey, I wanna, I'm not real smart, but I want to be on the winning team. I want to be a part of the military that God put together. I'm in the Lord's army. Come on, anybody? March, I may never march. Okay, forget it. No one can, come on. No one can interrupt his what? His work. Hey, God, I want to be a part of your work because that work can't be interrupted. Can I, can I give you a little prophecy here? Your work can be interrupted. Your work can be sabotaged. Your leadership can be sidetracked, hijinked, hijacked. No one can call his rule into question. I want to be a part of that. That no one can call his rule into question. And at the same time, verse 36 and 37, I was given back my mind. Isn't that great? Some of us could restore a little bit of our minds if we would just say, God, you are in control. Life is about you, not about me. Jesus, my Savior, I I allow the blood of Jesus to be over my mind and my thoughts, my discouragement, my depression. I don't know if you ever do. I don't know if you ever lay hands on yourself. I do a lot. I I never said this in church before. Sometimes I just take, uh, take my hands I say, Lord, I ask you to bless my eyes because I don't want to see bad stuff anymore. I ask you to bless my ears because I want to hear you. I want you to bless my heart, Lord, because sometimes my heart gets hard because not everything goes the way I dreamed for it to go. Or how about this one? Lord, does my life really make a difference? You ever wake up and feel that way? If you were a pastor, you would. I met somebody recently in town. They were here visiting family, and they said, they said to me, um, 
Do you remember me? Now, this is rough when somebody walks. I've been here 33 years, and I, and I serve honorably with, 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 with our wonderful police department as a chaplain, our fire department. I'm honorary commander out on the base, and, and uh, you know, I, so I've been here 33 years. I used to be a, a, a Christian school principal for six years because we had a school here back in the early days. I know lots of people, and I don't always know how I know them, Right? Do I know them from my, my, my son's school days or Cabrillo football? I mean, how, how, do, I, how do I know them? And the, and the guy said, do you, do you remember me? And I, 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 said, I said, well, I think I do. <laughs> I was in your church 10 years ago. Now that's rough. I came for about a year. That's rougher. You remember the sermon you preached when I was there? That was really rough. <laughs> I can't remember my sermon 10 minutes from now. You can't remember 10 seconds from now. They want me to remember 10 years. And here's what they said. You preached about Jesus Christ forgiving us of our sins. And that day, I raised my hand. And that day, I gave my life to Christ. And I just wanted you to know that I've never looked back and even though I don't live here, I'm visiting friends, I just wanted, you know, my eternity got changed that day because you invited me to come to, I mean, I, I was having like, really? Give me some more, you know? Because the next guy came up to me and said, I think you suck, you know? You ever had a bad day? Come on. But oh, I had a good moment. And you preached Christ that day and I came to your church. And I gave my life to Jesus, and I never looked back, and I followed him. And I'm living for Jesus today, because I had an encounter with God at LFC, and you were there, and the people were nice, and they welcomed me. You had donuts out front that day. I went, sure. Yeah, I remember that, like it was yesterday. And I know some of you in here wonder if your life matters. Yes, it does. And it really matters when you surrender yourself to the lordship of God whose plans cannot be failed, whose plans cannot be thwarted. And at the same time, I was given back my mind. I was also given back my majesty and splendor, making my kingdom shine. And all the leaders and important people came looking for me. Oh, here, here's the moment we call pride and arrogance. They all came looking for me. They saw me like an ox. Now they saw me restored. And they start clapping. I mean, come on, we want, we want you. You're the king. You're the star. You're the superstar. And that's why I'm singing. I, Nebuchadnezzar, started singing and praising. I don't know what the tune was. I don't know what the chord charts are here. I, I don't know what song he's singing. But here's what he's singing. Everything he does referring to God is right. And he does it the right way. He knows how to turn a proud person into a humble man or woman. By the way, be humble or get humbled. And here's Nebuchadnezzar saying, everything's been restored to me, but I'm not going to be stupid this time, which is a Greek word that means stupid. <laughs> here's a king who's been brought to humility. And at the end of the day, he says, I know something. God rules. So write this down. You've been looking at your outline going, oh my God, it's going to be 6.30 when he's done. Number one, live with diligence. Hey, study hard, work hard, be promotable, 
Come to class on time if you're a student. Stay late if you're on a sports team. Be the one that picks up the footballs. If you're in school, go ask the teacher how you can help. If you're in the Air Force, go ask your commander what he or she needs and be willing to produce it. If you work in a company, you may work in a company, but you work for the Most High God because the Most High is sovereign over all the kingdoms on earth. The Most High is sovereign over your marriage. If your marriage is not doing well, the best thing I could tell you to do, here's, here's, here's free counseling. I'll save you 250 bucks. Husband and wife, hold your hands together. Get on your knees together. Find a spot in your house and look up to heaven and say, the Most High is sovereign over all. He's sovereign over our marriage. And stop whining and stop, but nobody wants to hear me. Nobody wants to get over it. Just talk to God. Say, the Most High Sovereign God, you're Lord over this marriage. You didn't put us together by accident. We are here because of your sovereignty. And we're willing to submit to you and make this marriage work. Well, I got needs and they got needs. The number one need is just surrender to Jesus. I'm not being simplistic. There's issues, communication, finances. You bring your baggage from your families. I get all that. But if we just came together as people and said, you know what? We surrender ourselves. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? If the city leaders, could you imagine the county leaders, the state leaders, the, the White House leaders all got on their knees and said, you know what? We don't lead anything. He leads it all. And we're willing to submit to him and surrender to him and give you our lives. I know I'm dreaming and daydreaming. I know that. But it's not the elephant or the donkey that's going to save America. It's Jesus Christ who died and shed his blood and rose again from the dead so we could be saved, so we get a relationship with God. That's why Ephesians 5 says, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise but wise. And make the most of every opportunity. You live with diligence because the days are evil. If you're a Christian, you believe that everything is from him. And from him, whether there's a great opportunity or a small opportunity sets before you, you go for it with tenacity. If you're in the PTA, God bless you. If you're in the Rotary or Kiwanis, God bless you. If you're an Elk or Rotarian, God bless you. Go Elks. If you're a leader on the base, a teacher at a school, a staff member here at LFC, a Sunday school teacher, you work at Walmart, you're a cop or a fireman, you work at Blaze Pizza, Starbucks, Southside, you're in construction, all of these are true LFCers. I go to Blaze and I see LFCers making my pizza. I think that's cool. Hope they pray over it. Hope they pray that the calories will not affect my life. <laughs> hey, number two, live without fear. Hey, where does fear come from? Where does fear come from? Yeah, it comes from the devil. You know what I know about the devil? Let me give you his history in one sentence. The devil has never done one thing good for God. Why would we listen to him? I heard his voice in my ears telling me that I should fear and, and, and just fear not. Fear not. The Lord thy God is with you. That's, that's truth. That'll set you free. What are you afraid of? <laughs> what are you afraid of? What are and what are you afraid of? <laughs> Who are and what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? Well, I'm afraid of tomorrow because I don't know what tomorrow will bring. God's already lived in your tomorrows. 
Do you know that? God knows what's going to happen five years and five days from now. You have no clue. You think you're all that. Not you. Somebody watching online. You think you're all... <laughs> you, think you're all you think you're all that. You can't tell me what the stock market's going to be like in five weeks. Well, there's talk about recession, depression. I, I don't know. Here's what I do know. My, my father, God, owns the cattle on a thousand hills, and he owns the hills. I know that I was young, and now I'm old. Not me, but that's the scripture. <laughs> and I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their seed begging bread. That's, that's, that's the truth. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. If God is for us, who can be against us? Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. We can take on the armor of God and fight against the devil, and having done all the stand, we stand. Leave the devil trembling. I thought they'd fall by now. And there you are standing, fearless. If God has called you and given you a nudge towards something, why should you be afraid? God's not given us a spirit of fear. So when fear rises, we should say God's in control, and we should quote Psalm 27, verse 1. Let's read it. The Lord is my... Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Here's what the psalmist is doing. He's comparing. Look at God. The sovereign God is the most high, and he rules over the earth. And he gives power and position to anyone he chooses or he wishes. The Lord, that Lord is my light and my salvation. And then he says, whom shall I be afraid of? If he's the stronghold of my life, why should I be afraid? Somebody needs that verse for this week. I'll tell you right now. The last one is live in humility. <laughs> it's so hard because we're so good. I mean, we're so good at stuff. We can launch rockets into the sky. We could build race cars and boats. We could take people who can't hear and work on their hearing and make them hear. We could take people that can't see and put laser beams that are used for cutting metal into your eyes, LASIK. I can see now. I can see clearly now. I mean, you can see now. You couldn't see yesterday. You can see now. I mean, we can write, write code for computers. We can do so much stuff. We can play computer games <laughs> forever and ever. How, much, how many more hours, Mom, can I play? Mom says, well, you've not been obedient, turning off the Wi-Fi. Hallelujah. By the way, that's my parental dissertation. Make, make Wi-Fi a reward, not an entitlement. Anyway, I'm moving on. <clears throat> Churches in America are thriving today unlike a lot of research. Churches in America that are thriving, they have one thing in common. They've recognized that God is sovereign and the ruler over all. There are churches that are surrendered to him. There are churches that pray and fast and intercede. There are churches that aren't afraid to preach that Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven, the only way, the truth, and life. There are some churches that say, well, there's many roads that will get you there, you know what I say to those pastors? Get another job. Because Paul the Apostle said, you preach Christ and him crucified. Jesus himself said, I am the way, the way, 
Not one of the ways. The way, the truth, and life. No one gets to God but through me. And I preached that about a year ago, and I got the nastiest email from some lady in our town. She was nasty. I should have put it on the screen because she put her name on the bottom, too. (laughs) I could have all sent you to her Facebook page. Or you could have loved on her and reminded her that the sovereign God is Lord over all. Huh? She said, how narrow-minded of you to say that only one way gets you to heaven. And I said, no, I'm not narrow-minded. I'm just biblically-minded. The Bible says Jesus Christ alone is our Savior. And the only way when we stand before God in heaven someday, and we all are, we're all going to have that moment where he looks at us, the pure, holy God looks at us, just going to have that moment. And you're going to say, yeah, I lived in Lompoc. And he's going to say, you mean Pac? <laughs> and he'll say, I just, just LOL. <laughs> Come on. Well, <clears throat> I worked for SpaceX, United Launch Alliance, and I, I made rockets go. God's going to say, wow, so impressive. I took dirt and made a man. And you're going to stand before God someday. I don't know what you're going to tell him. I'm just going to say, hey, I'm, I'm, you see that guy right there? I have a debt to pay, Lord. And he's buying. He picked up my check. His name is Jesus. Come on. I have a debt to pay that I can't pay. But but Jesus, I'm with him. (laughs) Yes, you are. And all those preachers who talk about all those things that happened at the pearly gates (laughs) for sermon effect, forget them. It's only Jesus. It's only Jesus. And we only come to Christ by living in humility. I rejoice that our church, while some churches are choosing to die and dwindle. You know, I just talked to a pastor, and I have to be careful, uh, not too far from here. And he said, we had a plan, but two of our board members decided against the plan. We can't move forward because they don't like it. And I said to the pastor, you know the only place they have power? They have no power at work. They have no position in government. This is the only place where they exercise their power, is your church. He said, what do I do? I said, you get rid of them. (laughs) How How do you do that? I said, you pray the prayer of release. You say, God, I pray they get a really good job somewhere else. That they get four times the money, they get a free house. And a brand new free Tesla. Lord, may it go well with them. And just pray that they get out of the way. See, churches in America that are growing and thriving are churches, and I'm so grateful for our council and our elders here. We're asking questions like, how can we invest in the next generation? How how can we invest in in kids preparing for ministry? How can we support missionaries and missions? And, And that's the stuff we talk about. It's so fun. I actually love going to council meetings, board meetings. Some of my pastor friends say, I don't want to go. It's torture again. Hey, listen, you're in a church that we just, we just want to bless people. We want to reach people. We got a harvest party coming up. We got a little VBS coming up. We have a post-game party coming up. That's when all our young people are going to serve. All the young people are going to serve. Go, fi- <laughs> go find them around the campus. They're here, our 30, Thursday night collective group. You know why they're going to serve? Because when they were in high school, they got to come and eat our pizza and ride our rides, and wear our wristbands, get our free glow lights. Now it's their turn to reciprocate. 
Yeah, boy, it's wild in here. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, by the way, real quick, we're going to go a little bit long. It's, it's okay, because I don't usually preach like this. I don't. Do you know? Do you know? That everything we have comes from God. First Chronicles 29, 14. But who am I and, and who are my people that we should be able to give as generously as this? Everything comes from? Why? Because the sovereign God is ruler over all. And we have given you only what comes in our hand. Can, can you imagine this? It's going to get quiet in here for about two minutes now. There's people in the body of Christ that argue with God about their money. I don't want to give you my, 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 my money, Lord. Nebuchadnezzar on top of the palace. Look at what I built with my mighty. Listen, the only reason you have income is because he allows it. And he only asks you for 10% back. And people just say, well, he's not. Listen, I love the Lord. I love worship. I love when Pastor B goes even long. Sometimes. God, you're not having my money. And you debate with the sovereign God. Are you kidding me? Let me save you some pain. You ready? 90% blessed of God goes farther than 100% unblessed. Some of you are in a financial place right now where you can't dig out of your hole. The first thing you got to do is give to the Lord what belongs to him. Everything comes from you, God. Everything. And some of you are going to go, oh, well, let's talk about something else now. <laughs> By the way, it's part of your surrender. I'm sorry. Your worship is part of your surrender. Telling people about Jesus, going to all the world and preaching the gospel and loving your neighbor as yourself. It's all about surrender that says, my God is sovereign, the sovereign over all. And what you do matters and how you give matters and whatever opportunities you have matters. And if you're not careful, people become prideful. You know what pride is? Pride shuts you in while shutting out God and others. Pride shuts you in while shutting out God and others. I, I don't need anybody in my life. We become isolated when we're prideful. When we become humble, we become embracing of those around us that desperately need the love of God flowing through us. It's not mine, God. It's not my gifts. It's not my brilliance. It's my lack of brilliance. It's not my youth. It's not my older age. It's God. I have what I have because of you. I am who you say I am because of you. I have been given a position and a place in this life because of you. The sovereign Lord is God over all the things of this earth, and he rules. So wherever you're trying to rule, it's time to give up and give him your life. If you don't know Christ as your Savior, it's time like that person did 10 years ago, to change your eternal trajectory to say, I give you my life, Jesus. I surrender myself to you. I don't know how you need to respond to this message. I'll trust that you will respond appropriately. But I just want to declare that our God is holy and our God is amazing. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Please visit us at mylfc.com for more information about our church. Thank you so much for listening.